Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm glad that you can join us today in our worship service, both of you who are worshiping with us here face-to-face and those among you who are worshiping online with us. I'd like to encourage everyone who's joining us online, who's just living in Metro Manila, that um, you come back to UECP and worship with us face-to-face, for indeed, it's a blessing to be with one another as we worship our Lord, that we can have fellowship together. Indeed, you know, uh, time flies fast. We are already in the second quarter of the year. And parang kakastart lang natin in the book of Judges, and now we are nearing the end of our journey throughout the book. My title for today is taken from the lyrics of one of the most famous songs by Frank Sinatra. Kilala niyo si Frank Sinatra? Sino nakakilala kay Frank Sinatra? Kung kunti naman, I'm sure you guys know him. You know, uh, one of his famous songs is the song entitled, My Way. I'm sure many of us are familiar with it because here in the Philippines, one of our favorite pastime is karaoke, video okay. And this song is actually one of the all-time favorites. Many sings this song in video okay bars and I heard that I heard that, hindi ko alam kung totoo, that a few have been killed because they sang this song out of tune. Meron daw. Can you believe that? And so for all of you who knows the song, I would like to ask you to please sing with me the famous line so to make sure I won't get shot, okay? One, two, three. I did it. My way. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I chose this as a title uh, because, as the title of my sermon, because this song and this line in particular, I did it my way, captures the exact dilemma in the book of Judges, especially in our passage today. The emphasis on self The complete neglect and the lack of dependence in God reflects the attitude of the Israelites. In fact, one commentator in the book of Judges, of the book of Judges, said that this song is a perfect theme song now for the Israelites living during those times because they did what was right in their own eyes. They did it their way. They did things their way, and by doing so, They didn't know that they were doing what was evil in the eyes of their God. We've read it earlier uh, as we read our passage, as Deacon Patrick read our passage. And in fact, the writer of Judges wrote this as the last sentence of the book. Ganun siya ka lala, no? In Judges 21 verse 25b, it says there, everyone did what was right in in his own eyes. This was the conclusion of the book of Judges. This was the main problem during their time, and we particularly see this in our passage in the story of an Ephraimite named Micah. So if you have your Bibles with you, please keep them open to Judges chapter 17. Although um, we only read chapter 17, no, we will also look at the next chapter. Because Micah's story arc actually stretches until the end of chapter 18. Okay, so keep your Bibles open with me. Now, the story introduces us to an Ephraimite named Micah, 
who stole 1,100 pieces of silver from his own mother. Sipin niyo yun. Anak, nagnakaw sa sarili niyang nanay. And upon hearing that her mother puts a curse on whomever stole that money, natakot siya. He gave it back to his mother in fear. And so, when his mother found out that it was him, it was his own, her own son, he, she counted act, uh, she made a Uh, he counted act the, she counted act the curse, who obviously, you know, the mother loved his son. And so instead of, you know, disciplining his son, he blessed his son in the name of the Lord. Kahit na ninakawan na siya. You know, this should already be a red flag for all of us. All of us who are reading this. It should be a red flag indicating the moral bankruptcy among God's people during the time of the judges. Sabi ko sa inyo, di ba, it only gets darker and darker after the story of Gideon. Ayan, nakita na natin. A son stealing from his own mother. What kind of son would steal from his own mother? And to make matters worse, instead of disciplining his son and letting him answer to God's law, she blesses him for his crimes And hindi pa yun yung malala. Yung malala is that he gave him back 200 pieces of that silver so that he can make two idols for his household. One, a wooden carved image and another, a metal image. And so, that is what Micah did. He made those images and uh, he put this image in his personal shrine inside his house. Diba marami... Um, in a, maybe in our houses, in our parents' houses, we have shrines for their household gods. Dati pa, meron ng ganun. And Micah has one of those. Where he also had an ephod, where it's an image of worship as well, and other household gods. And to make his altar or his shrine look legit, he even assigned one of his sons to serve as priest for his shrine. Inassign niya pa yung anak niya para maging priest, para mukhang legit, no? Probably to be the one in charge of making the offering to these idols. Just like how God commanded the Israelite people to have priests to officiate their worship and sacrifices. They did this, Micah did this because they were doing what was right in their own eyes. Kala nila ito yung tama, pero hindi. Now, I'm sure you would all already agree that all these that Micah and his mother did was wrong. Medyo obvious na naman eh, di ba? That what they did was wrong. But just to be clear for everyone that all they did was a direct violation of God's laws, let us look back at the book of Deuteronomy. Lahat ng ginawa nila actually are in violation of God's law. More specifically, Deuteronomy chapter 12. Nasa chapter 12 yan lahat. You know, regarding idols, God commanded the people in Deuteronomy 12 verse 3, You shall tear down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and burn their asherim with fire. You shall chop down the carved images of their gods and destroy their name out of that place. You see, ano yung utos ni God? God commanded them to destroy all images. Lahat to be destroyed. But here in Judges 17, ano yung nakikita natin? Idols were being built 
and constructed by God's own people. Baliktad. Now, regarding shrines and place of worship, meron din yan. In Deuteronomy 12, verse 5 to 6, sabi, But you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put His name and make His habitation there. There you shall go, and there you shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices. Here, God commands the Israelites that they should have a central place of worship for His people. Isa lang, central place for each tribe. Pero dito, in Judges 17, Micah was building his own personal shrine. Grabe, direct violation. And regarding doing what the people think is right, diba sabi, they were all doing what was right in their own eyes. In Deuteronomy 12 verse 8, sabi ni Lord, You shall not do according to all that we are doing here today. Everyone doing whatever is right in his own eyes. And yes, this was exactly what Micah, his mother, and all the people of Israel were doing. They were doing what was right in their own eyes. But you know, it does not end there. It's about to get worse. For the story now introduces us to a wandering Levite from Bethlehem coming upon the house of Micah. Levites are the one God assigned to officiate the worship and the sacrifice of the people. And so when Micah found out that, you know, the guy who just came was a Levite, he invited him, he invited him to live with him and to serve as his own personal priest in his own personal shrine. In fact, sabi niya, I'll give you a yearly salary, 10 pieces of silver a year. And the Levite, dapat alam niya, bawal yun. Dapat alam ng Levite, bawal yun eh. Levite nga siya eh. He was supposed to be the one telling the people what God wants in worship. And yet, ano ginawa ni itong Levite na to? He accepted. He accepted the offer. Micah did all of these thinking Naisip na kasi, you know, I have a legit Levite as my priest. Surely God will prosper me. Diba sometimes we think that way? We do something, we think that we can manipulate God into blessing us. When ironically, Micah did not know that was, what, what, what he was doing is actually prohibited in God's law. In Deuteronomy 12, verse 12 to 14, sabi dyan, And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and you your, and your sons and your daughters, your male servants, your female servants, and the Levite that is within your towns, since he has no portion of inheritance with you. Take care that you do not offer burnt offerings at any place that you see, but at the place that the Lord will choose in one of your tribes. There you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I am commanding you. Again, direct violation of God's law. If you were not clear of this before, I hope now it is obvious to all of us how morally and spiritually bankrupt the Israelites were. Even a Levite who was supposed to know and lead the people in properly worshiping God was guilty of breaking God's law. 
whether he deliberately broke it or it was out of ignorance, it's no excuse because it was his job to know and help the people observe these laws. This is a problem when everyone does what is right in their own eyes. They think what they are doing is right, is the right thing, but actually they are doing the wrong things. Because the right way is the wrong way if it is not according to God's way. Let me repeat that. The right way is the wrong way if it is not God's way. No, just this Thursday, last Thursday, I preached in the Chapel of Hope Christian High School. And the topic given to me was moral absolute versus moral, uh, moral relativism. I told the students that many societies in our world believe in moral relativism. That means many in our world today will tell you that morality is relative, personal yan. You do what you think is right. And many believe that truth is also relative. Believe what you think is true. You know, we, we see our world becoming like this, personal truth, personal morality. But you know, this is not new. Nothing is new under the sun. Tama nga Ecclesiastes. This has been a problem since the beginning of creation. And we see the worst of it in the book of Judges. Everyone doing what was right in their own eyes. But you know, I told the students, the Bible warns us in Proverbs 14 verse 12. Sabi doon, there is a way that seems right to a man. Read it together with me. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. There's a way that seems right to us. Little do we know, it ends to our death. You know, I hear many young people who, are, who believe that it is right to have same-sex relations say, you know, wala naman kami nasasaktan eh. As long as we are not hurting anyone, I think God is okay with it. It's okay. Well, if you read through our passage for today, it's also the same. No one is getting hurt. And it seems like everything is okay. But we all know now that things were not okay. The people doing what was right in their own eyes were actually wrong. They were dead wrong. Because they did not do uh, what they, they think. They were doing what was right in their own eyes. And so they were doing what was evil. They did not know that, that what they were doing was evil in the eyes of God. Mga kapatid, do we examine the things that we do? Do we examine the things that we believe is right? Do we examine them against the standards of our world? Or do we examine them against the standards of God? We should be doing the latter. We should always examine our actions, our motives, our beliefs in light of God's command. Hindi dahil okay siya sa atin, okay siya sa ibang tao, okay na. Remember, the right way is the wrong way if it is not 
God's way. Now, let us continue on. As I've mentioned earlier, Micah's story arc extends until the end of chapter 18. And if you think the story cannot get any worse than this, well, let me tell you now, it is about to get worse. The focus now shifts, shifts on the tribe of Dan who were struggling to conquer the land that was allotted for them. I hope that when you go home later, you can read chapter 18. No? They passed by the hill country of Ephraim, and they also, like the Levite, came into the house of Micah, and they actually encountered his priest, the Levite. They recognize, Anatawa is that they recognized the Levite through his, through his, uh, dito? accent niya, no? And after finding out his arrangement, in explaining Levite arrangement with Micah, the Danite tribe inquired him regarding the Lord's blessing upon their quest for a land. Hindi pa niya pala nasasakop yung land na binigay sa kanila ni God. And yun nga, even, even when they supposedly already know that, you know, he was an illegitimate priest, alam nila dapat yan, na si, the Levite of Micah was an illegitimate priest, they asked for his blessing from the Lord. And the, and the Levite gave them a favorable response. Sabi niya, go, the eye of the Lord is with you. And so instead of conquering the land God allotted for them, the Danites attacked the quiet and unsuspecting town of Laish. Hindi dapat yun yung ano nila eh. Pero yun yung sinakop nila. Kasi feeling nila madali. And they got the blessing of the Levite. But before doing that, actually, they dropped by again, uh, they dropped by again Micah's house, now with an army, and then, what did they do? They stole Micah's household gods. Ninakaw nila. And they even took the Levite with them. Sabi nila, wala kang mapapala dyan kay Micah. Sumama ka na lang sa amin, mas marami kami. Mas marami kang gift makukuha sa amin. And this Levite, knowing that it will be good for him, gladly followed them after being offered a better deal, a better deal for his services. Micah found out, but he was powerless to stop them. What do we see here? We see here of one man's idolatry leading to the idolatry of a whole tribe. Kala natin harmless, parang harmless lang noong una, no? isang family lang naman eh. Now that one's family's sin became the sin of a whole tribe. A whole tribe was now worshipping idols instead of worshipping the one true God. Just because one man did what was right in his own eyes. Establishing his own place of worship instead of following God's command. And ito yung saddest thing. Ito yung binanakalungkot. You know, the idolatry of the tribe of Dan continued until their captivity by the Assyrians or maybe the Babylonians. I don't know. It was not indicated. But until na-capture sila. In Judges 18 verse 30, it says there, And the people of Dan set up the carved image for themselves. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, which is the name of the Levite, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of Danites until the day of the captivity of the land. 
Why were the Israelites captured? Why did God hand them over to their enemies? It is because of their sin, their idolatry. And so the idolatry that Micah did became the reason why God was angry at the whole tribe and led the whole nation to captivity and exile. Isipin niyo yun. Isang maliit, seemingly small sin became the consequence of a whole nation. Here we see the allure and the effects of sin. Let's not think for one minute that sin only affects us. Our own sin only affects us. Know why? Because a sinful way can be very alluring and can lead other people astray as well. No, this idolatry started with one family, then it started, spread out to a whole tribe, then it affected the whole nation. You see, one sin, if not dealt with, will surely lead to another. Because sometimes sin can be so alluring. You know, you know why sin can be so alluring? Because sinful activities can actually achieve worldly success. Yes, let me repeat that. Sinful activities can actually lead to worldly success. Just look at our story. Micah's theft. Nagnakaw niya, but it became positive for him. Not only was there no punishment or restitution for his crimes, instead, ano pa, he receives a blessing. The Levite, who was not supposed to be wandering, who was supposed to be serving in God's ordained place, what happened to him? He succeeds in becoming the high priest of a whole tribe. The Danites, who failed, the tribe of Dan, who failed to trust the Lord to give them the land allotted for them, they took matters in their own hand. And so, what happened? They were able to possess their own allotment without trusting in the Lord. None of these characters in the story acted with integrity. Nakita nga natin, they directly violated God and yet they succeeded in most of their agendas. So mga kapatid, church, UECP, this should come as a warning for us today. Success in our world does not necessarily mean we are doing the right thing or this blessing comes from God. Not because everything seems to be going right, means that we are, what we are doing is right. Let me repeat that. Not because everything seems to be going right, means that we are doing what is right. Earthly success is not a sign that we are doing right by God. No. The ultimate evaluation of success will be based on God's judgment in the end. And His judgment will be based on how faithful we are in following Him. In fact, the psalmist warns us of the same thing. In Psalm 73 verse 3, sabi niya, For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Nagtataka siya, bakit yung mayaman yung mga wicked? But at the end, he realizes in verse 18, Truly, you set them in slippery places you make them fall to ruin. Yes, by doing the wrong things, 
By doing what is sinful, we might gain worldly success, but at the end, it is a slippery slope. And our end will be ruin. Kaya napaka-alluring ng sin eh. Kaya napaka-alluring and we must be careful to think that it does not affect others. And that is why Paul strongly warns us of being complacent of sin in the body of Christ. When left, because when left unchecked, one brother's or sister's sin can cause other to sin. In 1 Corinthians 5 verse 6, sabi niya, Your boasting is not good. Do you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Paul is metaphorically saying, sorry, he was say, what he means by this metaphor is that God, he commands believers to deal with sin inside the church before it spreads. Again, when sin is not dealt with inside the body of Christ, it spreads. Parang cancer lang yan. Stage 1 cancer, hindi mo pinansin, becomes stage 2, stage 3, stage 4. It's all over your body and it's too late. This should come as a warning to all of us here in UECP as the body of Christ. Every one of us, most especially to those who are in leadership positions. When we sin, other believers will see and they will think, ah, it's okay. Ay, pwede naman pala maglasing eh. Yung life group leader ko, nalasing, okay lang. Ay, okay lang naman pala magmura kahit Christian kasi yung church leader namin, lakas magmura kung wala sa church. Ay, okay lang pala mag-share ng gossip kasi yung pastor namin, ang lakas magkwento during prayer meeting. Magkwento about mga issue ng ibang tao. Ay, okay lang pala magsinungaling as a Christian. Kasi yung friend na Christian ko, lakas magsinungaling. Brothers and sisters, let us not be foolish to think that our sin affects only us. Because a sinful way can be very alluring and can lead other people astray. Just like we see in the book of Judges, and just as we have experienced in life, if the sin of one person can lead a whole tribe to sin, then the sin of one believer can lead a whole church to sin. So, UECP, mga kapatid, let us be vigilant in dealing with sin within the body of Christ. Remember, remember, the right way is the wrong way if it's not God's way. Now that we are reminded of all these, what then should be our response? Ano dapat yung kailangan natin gawin? How can we deal with sin in our church and in our lives? How can we align our lives to living God's way instead of doing what is right in our own eyes? Paano natin gawin yun? Actually, the writer of Judges gives us the root and the pro- of the problem and the solution during the time of Judges. When you look back in your Bibles, Judges chapter 17, verse 6, sabi doon, in those days, there was no king in Israel. There was no king in Israel. Everything, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. 
There was no king in Israel during those times. In fact, this line was repeated four times in the final chapters of Judges. In chapter 18, verse 1. In chapter 19, verse 1. And in the final verse, chapter 21, verse 25. There was no king in Israel. That's why people were doing what was right in their own eyes because there was no godly leader to guide them in following God. Yung mga judges, we saw, right? The past two judges we look at, Gideon and Samson, they were not godly leaders. God used them to rescue the Israelites, but they were never good examples to the people as well. They act as if they do not know the Lord. Gideon, Jephthah, Samson, they did not show good spiritual leadership. In fact, si Samson, straight, derecho, sinabi niya, he, wa- he wants what was right in his eyes. No wonder the people did the same. Because there was no one to lead the people living to live God's way. Because there was no king in Israel. What kind of king does the people need? What king does the writer of judge of the judges hinting to? He was hinting, he was looking for a king who is a man after God's own heart. The book of Judges was probably written during the exile or after the exile when the Jews were able to return to the promised land already. How do we know this? this kaya nga sabi niya, he knew that the idolatry of the tribe of Dan umabot hanggang captivity. Ibig sabihin, sinulat niya to after the captivity. Alam niya eh. And he, they were also looking for a king. When they came back, there was no king to lead Israel. And the only ideal king to lead the Israelites in the minds of the people was the man who was after God's own heart, David. After their captivity, there was no king to lead the people. And the writer of Judges was probably hoping for another David to rule and lead Israel according to God's way. You see, God's people need a godly king who will lead them to walk in the way of the Lord. Tayo, we all need a godly king who will lead us to walk in the ways of the Lord. And you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going because we all know God has already given us that king that the writer of Judges was hoping for. The king who does not only save his people from the consequences of their sins by dying on the cross, but also who was raised up from the dead so that he can lead us away from living in sin, giving us power and eternal life to turn away from sin. When we were all living our own way, when we were all stuck in darkness, the light came into this world. When we were doing what was right in our own eyes, He did what was right always in the eyes of His God, of His Father. And He tells us, He came to tell us that He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. Brothers and sisters, we're not living the time of the judges. 
for now we have a king. Our God-given king who not only came to save us from our sin, but to lead us to walk in righteousness. And his name is? His name is? Jesus. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. The Apostle Paul calls us to follow our King and to walk in His ways. In Colossians 2, verse 6 to 8, sabi niya, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. You see, brothers and sisters, only when we submit our lives to a godly king can we live our lives according to God and not our own sinful ways. Why? Because, you know, when we don't have a king in our lives, we make ourselves king over our lives. Let me repeat that. When we don't have a king in our lives, the tendency is we make ourselves king over our lives and we do what is right in our own eyes, even if it's actually wrong. And brothers and sisters, Jesus is that king whom God has given to lead us out of our own ways and to lead us in the way of righteousness. Indeed, the right way is the wrong way if, not, if it is not God's way. But following King Jesus is, to, is the way to living God's way. If you are confused, brothers and sisters, what is wrong and what is right, if you want to check that what you think is right is actually right, look to Jesus. Put your trust in Him. Follow Him. For me, you know, this is what discipleship is all about. It is learning to live our lives with Jesus as our King. Not only trusting Him for our salvation, but committing our lives to follow Him. And you know, to make disciples is to help others trust and follow Jesus as their King. Union disciple-making, eh? in its essence, we help people know, trust, and follow the one true King, that is Jesus. That is why Paul tells the church in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Brothers and sisters, in this coming Holy Week, let us take the opportunity to examine ourselves our actions, our motives, our thoughts. Are we doing things our way or God's way? And let's remember that the right way is the wrong way if it's not God's way. And the solution to bring you back to the right way is following King Jesus. Following King Jesus is the way to living God's way. Just want to share this last thing as I was preparing this sermon. You know, as I was preparing this sermon, I was trying to remember Frank Sinatra's song. And there was actually another song that keeps popping in my head. So every time, instead of singing, And now the end is near, and so I face 
the final curtain. Instead of singing that, I find myself singing another song with a similar tune. And it goes, How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. Do you guys know this song? If everyone, anyone who knows this song, you can sing with me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. Oh, that I am and ever hope to be. I owe it all to Thee. Brothers and sisters, I hope that I did it my way will not be our song. May our song be all that I am and all that I hope to be is to follow my King who I owe everything to. To follow our King Jesus. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to give thanks that, Lord, we do not live in the time of the judges. They lack a king, but we don't. You gave us the greatest king of all, our Lord Jesus Christ, not only to save us from our sins, but also to lead us in the path of righteousness. Father, help us to repent of our sins Lord, you have been showing us what sin could do in our lives, what sin can do in our family, what sin can do in our church, how sin can destroy our lives. And Lord, you have sent your Son to lead us out of that darkness and into the light. Help us, therefore, to make him king over our lives. Take away our crowns, the crowns in our head. For, Lord, we do not deserve to be kings. We do not deserve to rule our own life. We will only bring it to ruins. But, Father, help us to put our hope and follow Jesus, the one who gave his life for us and the one who leads us in the right way. In his name we pray. Amen and amen.